Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Global Heart Church this morning. So good to have you back with us today and uh, really, really thrilled wherever you are watching us from to have you here today under the sound of God's word, because uh, once again, I'm really believing that God today is going to speak into your heart and your life. So whether you're uh, you know, watching today from here in uh, Australia and uh, maybe you're on the back deck, Aussies, we like to get on the back deck. Uh, maybe you are in the lounge room, maybe you're at the dining room table, maybe you're sitting with the kids, maybe you're still in bed. If it's a cold, when it's a cold morning, why not? And uh, also too, if you're coming to us uh, from uh, Zambia or from Germany, our church families in both those nations and uh, Pastor Liam and Lisa, Pastor Matthias and Nicole and all the teams in Zambia and in Germany, uh, love you guys, and we're so glad to have you tuning in with us as well today. And anybody else who's new, anybody who is friends of somebody or you found us online uh, and you're new to the things of Global Heart Church, I really welcome you to church today with us. Can I encourage you also to, you might want to consider uh, subscribing, hitting the subscribe but button, and then you'll get notifications every time something uh, is happening from Global Heart Church, and uh, you'll be able to join us live or be able to pick up one of our messages. So why don't you hit the subscribe button, and hopefully that's going to be a help to you uh, as well. Also to, you might want to check out our services uh, in Lusaka or in Germany in this season. Uh, we're online in both uh, those countries right now as well and uh, varying degrees of lockdown in this uh, season. So uh, you can check out our church in Lusaka at four o'clock uh, and our church in uh, Germany at 4.30. So you might want to do one one week, one the other week, but it'd be great to be uh, online and giving some support there and checking out what they're doing as well because we are one big international family. So, so good. Well, today, uh, let me pray everybody as we head into the word. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for your life right now. I want to pray for you, particularly in this season, that God's going to be with you and help you to really conquer in the way he's called you to conquer in Jesus' name. Well, Father, I just thank you, Lord, for everybody right now under the sound of my voice. Lord, more importantly, under the sound of your word. And I just pray, Father, as we come around your word today, Jesus, that you will indeed, Father, plant your word deep into people's hearts. Thank you, Lord, for the seed of your word going in, Father. And I pray bringing forth an amazing tree, Lord, of life, a great oak tree of life, Father, from every heart. Lord, that's going to, I pray, produce great fruit, not just in their life right now and also in this generation, but, Father, in the generations to come. So I pray, Father, speak to everybody, stir everybody. Pray for our friend watching right now, Lord, who doesn't yet know you. Let today be the day where they come to know you. I pray that, Father, in Jesus' name. Let that person, Lord, who's away from you, Lord, I just pray, Father, let this be the day where they come home and, Father, begin to walk into your great purpose and your great plan. Father, I pray it now and I give you all the thanks, Lord, all the praise for what you're going to do in our hearts and lives today through your word. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Everybody, I'm going to read to you from uh, Hebrews chapter 6 right now, verse 19 in the ESV. And... Uh, my message to you I've entitled today, This Could Be Your Finest Hour. Let's read together. Hebrews 6, 19 says, We have this as a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul, a hope that enters into the inner place behind the curtain where Jesus has gone 
as a forerunner on our behalf. Let me just say the first part of verse 19 again. We have this as a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul. I want to encourage you right now, and once again, the season that we're coming out of here in Western Australia, uh, bit by bit, and I pray wherever you are, you're going to come out of that as well in that season and come to a great new place. But I'm really realizing that this is such an opportunistic hour. There we go. There's a word. Such an hour of opportunity if we really seize it and look at it with right heart and with, and actually, in fact, can I say with new eyes. Many Christians need to have new eyes because we get familiar with things. We get used to God. We get used to God's word. But I want to encourage you today. God doesn't want us to get familiar. In actual fact, he wants us to get alert and sober. And I pray a fresh perspective, fresh eyes and fresh insights into the moment that we are in now and the potential opportunities for our lives and for our futures. You know, uh, the Bible tells us there that this hope that we have in Christ, it's an anchor for our soul. If ever people need an anchor for their soul, it's right now. If you're not yet a Christian, the Christian faith is all about the fact that Jesus Christ washes away your past, washes away your sin, and then he, he actually comes and lives within you, and you have this anchor in your heart and in your soul, the anchor of Jesus Christ and the anchor of assurance that your eternal life is right with God, that God now holds you in the palm of his hand. But many people, and sometimes Christians included, we don't understand that the Christian life is meant to be an anchor that positions you, that fixes you, that causes you not to drift and to wander and to be caught up with the, the waves of life. And right now on our planet, there's no doubt that a lot of people are experiencing waves and difficulties and challenges. And uh, if that's you right now, my heart goes out to you. If you've got a real challenge going on, minus whose heart absolutely goes out to you. I just want to encourage you too, we're praying for you. And uh, every morning I'm up praying and I pray for you and I pray for those in our church, those connected to our church, friends, families, our community. Sue and I are praying and we're believing for God's best for you. But I want to encourage you, the best that God has for you is going to flow from the assurance that you have uh, hello, through your relationship with God, that there is an anchor in your soul leading you and guiding you in this moment and in this season, I believe, into steady, clear, fresh waters of possibility and adventure in Jesus' name. You know, in 2014, there's a story that uh, years ago I remember really touching me at the time, and it's continued to stay with me. It's about a boat here in Western Australia that uh, in a big storm got free, $200,000 boat as well, couldn't find what happened to it, and it ended up uh, 4,000 miles away, this $200,000 boat off Madagascar, right near Africa. And to everybody's unbelief, it had, it had gone all that distance. The tides had carried it, and the boat ended up being destroyed by that process. Can I encourage you, many people are adrift. Many people have no anchor. I think so many people, even from this season, are going to end up emotionally and mentally and definitely spiritually wandering and drifting into places that I believe God's never planned for them. God's planned a great future for you. 
God's got a great plan for you, but it starts by being anchored in Him. And can I add this in? You may say, hey, I'm a believer. I'm anchored. But let me say this to you. Are you anchored in His plan? It's very different to be, hello, you know, hey, I'm a Christian. I'm following Jesus, which is awesome and is the most important. But it's very different to then be anchored also in the plan and purpose that He has for your life. And uh, I think we're lost, really. We're drifting in Him, even as a believer, until we're anchored in the great plan that He has for our lives. You know, time is precious. It just seems to be going and going. And uh, maybe that's because I'm uh, in my 50s and I'm looking back going, gee, where did that go? But time is precious. And none of us get a call. There's no uh, plan through Telstra or Optus to give you a call to say, hey, you've got 36 hours left on the planet. There's no final notice. There's no call to say time is up or time is running out. But I want to say to all of us, time is passing. Time is going. And it's the most precious thing we have. I remember when Pastor T.D. Jakes was here uh, preaching at uh, the conference in Perth that we uh, helped uh, run with Influences Church many years ago. And I remember him saying uh, in the supper time, he said to me and a couple of the pastors, the most precious thing I have is not money, it's time. And he said, I need to use my time so wisely because I'm not just impacting my life. He said, I'm impacting generations to come. Wow, never forgot that. So can I encourage you, there is a call of God on your life. And in 1 Samuel chapter 3, the Bible talks about Samuel whose mother had dedicated him to the Lord when uh, he was actually in her womb. She really did with the cry and hunger she had. But when he was born, she dedicated him to God. So I want to encourage you from that passage because he has a great call of God. He had a great call of God, the key really Old Testament prophet. But you also have an amazing call in God. 1 Samuel chapter 3 verse 3 says, the lamp of God had not yet gone out and Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle near the ark of God. Suddenly the Lord called out, Samuel. Yes, Samuel replied, what is it? He got up and ran to Eli. He said, here I am. Did you call me to Eli? Eli replied, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. So he did. Then the Lord called out again, Samuel. Again, Samuel got up, went to Eli, said, Here I am. Did you call me? Again, he said, I didn't call you my son. Eli said, Go back to bed. Samuel did not yet know the Lord because he had never had a message from the Lord before. Do you know what? God's calling you. It may not be in a voice like Samuel was hearing here in 1 Samuel. It may not be an audible voice, but can I tell you, God has set up things to let you know He's calling you. Circumstances, situations. He's put people in your life. If you open your eyes and think about who's been in your life and that friend you met there and that job you had there and that maybe business that you started and you met somebody through the business. Listen, God has been at work to set you up so that you hear the call. Many times we hear the call of God through circumstances if we're looking. Everybody, we need to look, get anchored, put your anchor down. Hello, if you're not yet a Christian, get anchored today through faith in Christ and then say, Jesus, speak to me. And you watch, it may not be the audible voice, as I said, but God will begin to speak to you. 
Saul in the New Testament. He was a Pharisee. He was religious. He was there persecuting the Christians. He was there a witness to the stoning of Stephen uh, in the book of Acts. And yet the Bible tells us a great light shone on him on the road to Damascus, knocked him off his horse. And, uh, and he heard a voice from heaven. And that voice was God speaking to him as the call of God came to him. Somebody who was of the most religious background. By the way, God doesn't look at our backgrounds and our, our religiosity as a qualifier for His call. In fact, religiosity may disqualify us. Many of the people God used in His Word, thank God, were imperfect people with imperfect backgrounds from imperfect families who God said, I'm going to use you anyway. You know, uh, Saul, who became Paul, great New Testament incredible leader, he, like you, had many options. His life, his education offered him many options. We all are living in a, an environment of options that surround us, but in reality, we so often don't know who we are. Do you know who you are? Do you know who you're called to be? Do you know your gift, gifts and talents? So many people that I meet have an unanswered question. And the unanswered question is, who am I? <laughs> who am I? There's so many people with no idea, no clue. But God wants you to discover who you are in Him. Someone said, I'm not adding this year to my age because I did not use it. <laughs> I like that. I'm not going to add this age on. I'm not going to add this. So I'm not going to add this year onto my age because I didn't use this year. How's the last year before you got to this point been? Has it been a useful year? Have you been using that year, that time, that opportunity that you have? Or have you wasted it in some way? Let's use this season to be the determiner of us moving off into our finest hour. You know, the greatest reason for finding God, everybody, is when we find God, we also find ourselves. Salvation is the most important thing. But when you find God, you're going to find yourself. That is the key reason for every human to really seek after God because you're going to discover who you are. I never fully understood who I was until I came into God's kingdom. And then I began to walk with God on a daily basis and then begin to walk in His purpose. So you need to get to know God so you can get to know you. The prodigal son, the Bible tells us in the Gospels, it says that he actually came to himself after he'd been eating even the food that they fed to pigs. He woke up, came to himself, suddenly had a moment of like the, the supernatural light bulb in his spirit and heart went on and he realized that I have gone through all of this, all of these challenges and the reality was because he didn't know who he was. You need to discover who you are. God's son, God's daughter, loved by God, called by God, like Samuel. God's calling you. He's calling you into his kingdom. He's calling you to know him. He's calling you to walk with him. And he's calling you to discover who you are. You're an incredible, as I said last week, encyclopedia of information. So much incredible DNA put together to bless the planet in this season. 
You know, uh, I was thinking the other day, I saw a movie and uh, uh, came up in the movie, These Prisoners, and kind of flashed to me how people even in jail, many times uh, they're in jail be because they've used their gifts wrongly. Many people in prison, prisoners, not all of them, but there's a good number of them, they're entrepreneurs. They were out in doing things that, you know, obviously were wrong and many times illegal, but there was an entrepreneurial gift there that just wasn't used in the right way. No understanding, no discovery of who they are. I think in this season, we need to see ourselves like an A380 on the runway at the airport. It's idling. It's idling. You sit there for a while, sometimes a long time. It's not taking off. Your life is like that right now. God's got you idling, but I want to encourage you, prepare and get ready because you're about to take off. You know, after the global financial crisis that happened in 2008, a lot of people use that time as actually a launch pad into their future. Instagram started in 2010, two years after the global financial crisis. Uber started in 2009. WhatsApp, 2009. Airbnb started at the end of 2008. So all of these businesses that now many of them we take for granted were not even on the planet, yet started in the time of challenge and launched. Just remember everyone, your difficulty can either be a launching pad or a coffin lid, but it's your choice. Choose today to make whatever you're facing, whatever challenge, be your launching pad into the future. Our gauge for success should not be finances. Our gauge for success should not be, hey, I built a big building. Our gauge for success should not be, hey, look at my business. Hey, look at my house. Our gauge for success uh, should be, am I doing what God designed me to do? Am I being who God created me to be? Doesn't matter if you're a business person, a staff member, a teacher, a scientist, a sports person, a husband, a wife, a pastor, are you doing what God called you to do? And are you being who God called you to be? Right now in our, uh, around the world, in fact, we're seeing many sports people who the world's looked up to and sports star and one known one in our own city who are struggling after they leave their sport because the reality is they didn't know who they were. They don't know who am I. So we've got sports people across the planet who... Their career came to an end and then they, you'll hear they slumped into depression. They'd made a foolish mistake. But the bottom line is they didn't know who they were. Work out today, everybody. Let this be the start. Let this be the beginning of your finest hour as you work to discover who you are. A dangerous person, somebody once said, is a man who has a question mark over his head. A man who doesn't know who he is can be a danger to himself and to others. Directionless people are vulnerable people. Directionless people are vulnerable people. Whether you're eight or 80, directionless, you will be vulnerable. Have you ever noticed too that lost people, directionless people, fight over everything? <laughs> Have you ever noticed that? When you're lost, when you're directionless, you fight over everything and you fight with everyone. You fight with your friends, you fight with your partner, you fight with your boss, you fight at church, you get insecure, you get jealous, everything becomes a competition. 
Uh, you know, I even see that in the kingdom sometimes. People get jealous and competitive and they've got to get their name on everything. And I discovered a long time ago, you don't need to have your name on everything in the kingdom. Uh, so long as Jesus' name's on it, that's the main thing. And uh, so when we're lost, when we're uh, not knowing who we are, it's amazing how people will spend their time fighting over things that ultimately are meaningless. When we fight too, here's the thought, what comes out of your mouth when you're in, in a fight? You are what comes out of your mouth. Did you know that? You are what comes out of your mouth. We declare really what's in our hearts when we speak. And that's why we have to be careful. Swearing, oh, let me just touch on swearing for a minute. Wow, swearing will limit your life. The moment your value for yourself starts to go up, it's amazing how as my value went up, my swearing went down. Swearing was invented as a compromise between running away or, gen or, or, or sorry, genuinely confronting your issues. I like that. Let me say that again. Swearing was invented as a compromise between running away or genuinely confronting issues, talking about them. Strength does not need to swear. Oh, that's good. Strength does not need to swear. Strong people don't need to swear because they know who they are, so they choose their wise, words wisely because they're doing it from a place of strength. Psalm 19 verse 14, May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, Lord. Psalm 14 verse 13, Set a guard over my mouth, Lord. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Wow. If we're going to get into this new season, if we're going to become who we're called to be, if we're going to break through everybody, a lot of it is going to be about what we say, how we speak, the words we use, the declarations we make, because all of them are forming life in the future. You know, when the world beats you down, open your Bible. If the world's beating you down right now, be in the Word. Get, a, get one of the Bible apps that you can listen to. You need to be hearing the Word of God and sowing it in. And by the, by the way, too, as you sow it in, realize that Jesus is wanting us to, you know, uh, to lay down. When I say lay down, he's like, he doesn't want us fighting. Some people, they lie down, get up there fighting. They lie down, get up fighting. God wants us to lie down. He wants us to surrender. And for some of us right now, it's time to get off the merry-go-round. We've been on a merry-go-round we get. We're like at the, you know, the playground, getting on those merry-go-rounds. They just go round and round. That's like a lot of our lives. There's no change. And we need to make a decision. I've got to get off the merry-go-round. Same old, same old. Here I go around the same problems again, same uh, places again, same old friends again, same old life again. But there's no breakthrough. I'm not happy. We need to get off the merry-go-round and begin to get into our finest hour. Can I say to all of our Tenacious House guys, the ones who've been through Tenacious House, the ones who are in our church right now or in the program right now, you need to get some tenacious surrendering happening. <laughs> Use that entre entrepreneurial gift to lead yourself, to lay down now, get some tenacious surrendering. Lie down so that God can begin to work His miracle plan in and through your life. I discovered a long time ago, ago there's a point where you've got to go from using God to serving God. There's a point. Every Christian has got to go from using God to serving God. When I became a Christian, really, if I think about it, I was using God to get me out of a problems and challenges and pain and difficulty. And it was all working for me. 
And, uh, and you know, God's okay with that. He, he knew that I was a broken person. He knew I needed help. He knew I needed connection. By the way, connection overcomes addiction. For everyone who's got addiction issues, connection overcomes addiction. You need connection with God, and then you need to be in God's house, connected with people, so that you can overcome that addiction. But as I began to mature, I realized that maturity and my growth was when I moved from using God to serving God. That's the great day for you, everybody, as you begin to serve God. Finally, here's my last thought. One of the great things you can do right now as you come into your finest hour is let God use you to help somebody else. I began to go forward in my life and, and in the freedom that I was beginning to discover in my heart and my head and, and the peace I was beginning to have. It was when I began to help others. Can I encourage you? Begin to talk. Begin to speak to friends. Begin to tell them about God in this season. Point them to our church app. Point them to our church website while we're online. But also let them know there's a great church and a great family here that wants to welcome them in the months to come. It's going to happen. We're going to be back together. But begin to talk. Begin to tell people that God has been good to you. Playing a part in someone else's story will begin to free you and it certainly began to free me of my selfishness. As you play a part in others, in helping others, thinking about others, it's going to begin to free you from your past and free you from selfishness. Nothing better than writing yourself now into somebody else's story, being a help and a blessing to them. You may not just be helping them in this generation, but you may in fact, through your words and speaking and reaching out to people who are lost and directionless and don't yet know Jesus, you may be in fact helping set free their second generation, the third generation and the fourth generation following, who then in turn may go on to set others free. Everybody, this could be your finest hour. Coming out of this season could be your finest day. You're valuable to God. You're worthy of a dignified life of honor and blessing. But can I encourage you, make the choice, make the decision to plant yourself in God's house, to seek God and say, Lord, you've saved me. I'm anchored. I know that Jesus is in my heart and he's in my life, but Lord, I need to get anchored in your purpose. Can I encourage you? Make a decision that that starts today. If you don't yet know Jesus, I want to pray for you right now. And I want to pray that God is going to come into your heart, into your life. And today you're going to start a, a life of direction, a life of hope, and a life of great purpose in Jesus' name. If that's you today, friend, family member, relative, tuning in online from somewhere in the world, I'd really welcome you right now, if that's you, to pray this prayer after me. It's a short prayer, but gee, it's powerful. It's going to connect you with the living God. And I believe it, it's, it's actually a prayer that's going to bring salvation today to your life. So pray after me. And if you're a believer, you can join me in this prayer too. Here we go. Dear Lord, I come to you now in the name of Jesus. And I ask you, God, please forgive me of all my sin. Jesus, wash me, cleanse me, set me free. Be my Lord, be my Savior. I put all my faith, Jesus, in your finished work on the cross. Thank you for dying for me. Help me now to live for you all the days of my life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.
If you prayed that prayer today, congratulations. In fact, huge congratulations. And I really pray that this is the start of your finest life in Jesus' name. So if you just hit the uh, uh, button there, just click on that, the link right there, everybody. That's actually, uh, what's, you'll be able to let us know that you prayed the prayer and then one of our team is going to be able to connect with you and uh, give you some tools and some help to get started on this amazing journey of walking with Jesus Christ. For everybody else, let me pray for you. Mums and dads, I want to pray for you too because many times we think our job is to get our children to church. No, my heart and our, our great passion according to God's word, is to help our children get into their calling, not just get into church. So let me pray for you, and I'm going to pray especially for all the parents. Lord, I just pray, Father, right now for everybody who's listening today. Just pray, Father, touch them. Just pray for every believer, Lord, right now too, Father, who, Lord, is saved, but really not anchored in purpose. Lord, not really anchored in you, God. Father, I pray, give them a revelation. Let this be the start of an amazing life and an amazing new day, Lord. Even if they've been a believer for 20 years, I pray, let this be the beginning of their finest hour. Lord, I pray for parents. Anoint them, grace them, fill them with faith, fill them with words, fill them with wisdom. And I pray, Lord, that they would be great encouragers and great uh, examples and, Father, great prayers of their children, not just into church, but into the purpose and calling and destiny that you have for their lives. Lord, I pray for everybody who's listening Lord, let this be their finest hour. Let them launch from this season into the purpose and plan for which you put them on the planet. I pray it now and I give you all the thanks and praise, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, everybody. Have a supernatural week in Jesus' name.